everybody. Today's podcast is sponsored by Alt Vape. Alt Vape is revolutionizing vape one vape at a time. With Patreon scan at all of their locations and state-of-the-art recycling program, be sure to check out their locations in Alberta. Go check out their website at altvape.ca. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Roll in the Army podcast. It has been quite a long time, I think like a year and a half, and so quite a lot has changed, quite a lot has stayed the same. Um, I'm just going to dive right into it, into what is new. Today is Wednesday, November 16th. It is freezing cold outside. It's like minus one, so make sure you're taking care of yourself. Christmas is also right around the corner, and that's a pretty sad time of year for people, so make sure you're doing something for yourself every day. Uh, today, I mix-matched my socks because it just makes me feel like a rebel and uh, gives me purpose. Anyway, so I'm just going to dive into it. What's new with me? I have 1.15 million on YouTube and still growing, which is pretty exciting because, you know, last time I filmed a podcast, I think I was talking about people trying to cancel me and losing accounts and all that stuff. And I'm still losing accounts because, you know, TikTok hates me and is just just sucks as it is. Um, but I'm still growing on YouTube. My Facebook page is growing. My Twitter's growing. Everything's growing. Uh, so I'm just jumping back into my podcast. And um, yeah, I'm going to be featuring on other podcasts, going on YouTube channels. Pretty exciting. Uh, what else is new? Okay, well, today, ladies and gentlemen, is day number eight of Boycott Amy Schumer. So I'm super excited about this because I can't stand this woman. Not only does she steal jokes and then poorly execute them, but she's just an all-around terrible person. So for those that don't know, Amy Schumer has been making her rounds. She's touring. She's got some comedy special on Paramount or something. And, you know, some of you might be like, oh, what's wrong with that other than the fact that she's absolutely terrible? Well, during her tour, she made a stop off at some like women's empowerment speech. Bunch of celebrities were there and she told a very harrowing, empowering story of how she uh, sexually assaulted a man in college uh, and then proceeded to body shame him and make fun of his penis. So that made a whole lot of sense. And that was at an empowerment women being courageous it was it was really insane you would think that that was something that was maybe like caught backstage secretly recorded but no just just loud and proud um and doing some research and talking about that i also found out thanks to my lovely followers um that she's been going on podcasts as well and like talking about this really grotesque story that i'm not i'm just morally uncomfortable repeating i just don't want to do it it's disgusting it's going to make me vomit uh, but basically, it's about how she self-admitted, um, and I'm going to use the word grape for censorship purposes, not for humor purposes, but I think you guys understand what I'm trying to say, how she um, graped a cab driver and is just like very, again, very loud and proud about it. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of giving Cop Cosby vibes a little bit, you know, just kind of like going up on stage and joking about creepy shit. Um, I don't know. It's very uncomfortable. So that's that's where I'm at. Um, if you guys wanna if you guys wanna follow that day by day, you can <laughs> follow uh, hashtag boycott Amy Schumer on Twitter because it's quite uh, it's quite a show down there. Um, since the last time I recorded, there's been a lot of new faces popping up in the social media sphere if you will there's a woman named like drew afuelo 
I think I'm probably butchering her last name. Most people know her. She's got this terrible laugh and she makes content for women and for guys, I guess. And, uh, you know, just calling dudes out on shitty behavior. And she was doing that for the last couple years and then got exposed uh, for just being a terrible person. And then another person who came up, his name is Andrew Tate. And a lot of people are probably familiar with that name because you either love him or you hate him. I personally, I'm not a big fan of him for personal reasons. Uh, For anybody who doesn't know who he is, he's like, he's just some dude from Romania. Um, His brother and him got famous from like making video content or something. But when he was really poor before, the way he like got out of poverty uh, was pimping. So he basically got like a bunch of girlfriends from like around the world and uh, very publicly talks about you know making them all fall in love with him and all this jazz and that's how he made his money and now he's like this this big influencer who I guess has been banned um from social media has he been banned is he off of YouTube and stuff yeah he's gone so he's he's banned which is I mean it is what it is I guess he was like the misogyny channel is really what people felt like because he would you know he would say things like uh, if my girlfriend is going to have an OnlyFans, you know, give me 80% of the money because, like, you're selling my product or something. Like, just completely outrageous stuff like that. Um, so he's banned off of the internet. Um, but he was quite a controversial figure. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that he says online is just, like, for reactions, personally. Um, just because, it, it, you know, it's provocative. It gets the people going or whatever the quote is. But I personally don't like him because right before he blew up, he released some like video on his TikTok just talking to himself about how the gypsies in Romania were like just disgusting and destroying Romania. Uh, And I'm Romanian gypsy, hence the name Roma. So I just didn't really take too kindly to that. I don't think he ever like apologized for it, corrected it. Um, Last I heard of him, I think he was boasting about like, helping build an orphanage in Romania or something, which kind of made me chuckle because most of the kids in those orphanages, like, are gypsies. So if you hate gypsies so much, I just don't get it. But anyways, uh, the reason why I bring him up is because he is, like, probably the most controversial person of, like, 2022, I could say, on the internet, just because, you know, there's a lot of guys that are like, yeah, I like what he says, which, like, fair enough, some of the stuff he says has merit, Um, It's also nothing that, like, I haven't really heard before, to be honest. And a lot of the other stuff that he says is just weird. Um, However, the ladies are, like, really, really, really pissed at this guy just because, you know, of his past with, like, exploiting and pimping women and the way he talks about women and is just, you know, his go-to I'm the best attitude. But the thing is that makes me laugh is the fact that so many people are just so irritated at this guy and him being like some representation for men Um, and predominantly women are like really upset like really attacking content creators who even you know have this guy on his on their podcast anything like that they're just going hard because they feel like this type of representation is just so harmful and I would agree but my question is What is the difference between Andrew Tate and Cardi B? Explanation. For those that don't know, Cardi B has talked about multiple times in interviews about having a past of like drugging and robbing men. 
And I've always been, even though that's that's wrong, that's obviously that's wrong, I've been a little bit in, indifferent with making a harsh judgment because as somebody who like didn't necessarily grow up with a silver spoon in their mouth, um, I definitely understand having to do what you got to do to survive. Never like had to drug or rob anybody. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do. However, I realized the other day within thinking that, what is the difference between her drugging and robbing somebody to like do what you got to do and Andrew Tate pimping and exploiting women to like do what he's got to do? Except the difference is, is like, I, I don't, is pimping illegal? Is, is it illegal? Is it illegal to be a pimp? Well, to, but he was, what he was doing was some like online webcam stuff. So it was like basically like consensual, like it wasn't like on the streets stuff like that it was like a webcam business and stuff like that um i don't know what the legal i don't know all the legalities in that but nobody was drugged um or robbed it was very consensual so i guess for me is it forced me to like kind of figure out where i stand in that because there's a lot of guys who go very hard at women who support cardi b and they're like how can you you know support this woman who has done that, but then I wonder if those are the same guys that are supporting Andrew Tate, and they're like, yeah, well, you know, he did some stuff in his past, but, you know, look at what he's doing now, and he says some right stuff, so, you know, it just made me think maybe it's not, like, just women who need to reevaluate their morals, like, maybe guys, too, like, you know, maybe you guys have to think, okay, like, is should what someone did in their past be left in their past if they're making better of it today, meaning, like, Maybe not everybody who is a go hard Cardi B fan is like a toxic person, you know, or maybe they are. And if they are, then what does that say for people who go hard for Andrew Tate? Because some people go hard, like really hard. I know of somebody who was going through like their nephew's phone or something. I like heard about someone who's going through their nephew's phone and her nephew is like 15 and he just had a whole bunch of Andrew Tate like fan videos and stuff that he was making it was just weird like just just weird weird stuff um but on the topic of representation there's one thing that I really want uh to like drive home and make clear I think that there's there's a lot of there's a lot of discussion online between men and women about um representation who who's a good you know who's a good advocate who's not you know ad Andrew Tate is harmful and blah, blah, blah. And all I have to say about that is that I think, you know, women are the ones that are kind of like the most vocal about it on social media. And I get it because like misogyny kills and all of that stuff. I get it. But at the end of the day, I find it very frustrating that I feel like we as women are kind of sitting in like our own little glass house throwing a bunch of stones because I don't understand how we can get so outraged at men like Andrew Tate being representation for men when just back in 2017 in Washington DC there was the iconic million women's march where like hundreds of thousands of women you know march on the streets of Washington DC uh, celebrating women and one of the people that got asked to speak very very iconic position uh, her name was Donna Hilton and she's somebody who did jail time um, for being an accomplice in kidnapping, torturing, 
uh, graping, again, not for humor purposes, for censorship purposes, I have to use that word, um, and then murdering a man who lived with a disability all for ransom. Like, it was literally all for money. It wasn't, you know, not that there's any good reason to do anything like that, but it's not like this guy, you know, went and burnt down an orphanage of children, you know, like he he didn't do anything. It was all for, for just ransom. This woman did her time and then is being asked to speak as like this powerful women's representation at such an iconic place like the Million Women's March. Like to me, that's just, it's just insane. And I think at the end of the day, you know, we're all so engulfed in social media because it's just the generation that we're at. Um, but I think sometimes we need to like pull our head out of our asses and realize that sometimes people on social media are just on social media and they're just doing things for reactions. But people who aren't doing things for reactions are people like Donna Hilton, who have done like incredibly heinous, disgusting things and are being chosen as these like really powerful, iconic women. I just think it's absolutely insane. But yeah, so that that's that's the update. Um, 2023 is going to be a super big year. I'm really excited. I'm hoping to travel around more to be on podcasts. Um, what else? I have no idea. Guys, my baby is still small-ish, like eight months old. So it's hard to go and like, you know, I can't do things like go and like tour and speak and all of that stuff just because they're so small and I'm still breastfeeding and all that stuff. So, you know, the traveling's got to be short and all of that jazz but yeah I hope to just do like podcast stuff and kind of keep it keep it casual keep it cool and then you know really see where 2023 takes us but with that being said I think I'm going to answer some questions I have five or four I have five questions here um that were asked by my YouTube community that I'm supposed to answer so hopefully I do you guys some justice the first question is and I forgot to write down who actually answered or who asked these questions I apologize but the first question is um I watched your interview with the THPP network what's to come in 2023 I kind of just talked about that so my interview with the THPP network for those who haven't seen it go look it up um it's like my first interview that I think I've ever given to guys. Um, they're really nice, really professional. My community gave them some slack. Apparently, they thought that they were like interrupting me or not asking questions properly. Personally, I didn't have an issue. So please don't feel the need to, you know, feel disrespected for me because I thought they did. Great. So much so that I actually have a second interview with them tonight because the last interview, um, their community picked the questions for them to ask me and I guess some people were upset that they didn't yell at me the whole time or something I have no idea why they were upset but they felt like the guys didn't ask me hard enough questions I don't really know um so we're going back for a second interview tonight that's going to be tonight 7 p.m mountain time I don't know what that is pacific I'm so sorry you might have to look that up I'm pretty selfish. I only know my time zone. So that's 7 p.m. my time, which is mountain time. And tonight we're going to be, uh, last interview we kind of talked about things like why I'm a men's rights advocate, how I got into it, stuff like that. Um, but this interview, 
the audience wants them to ask some harder questions, so they're going to be talking about things like my Kyle Rittenhouse um, controversy, uh, whether or not I have an OnlyFans, because people, no matter how many times I repeat it, people just, they just don't listen. So we're going to be talking about that. So that's tonight, and um, yeah, I'm just going to plug that right there. Question number two. Uh, why become a public target defending men knowing you'd be a target? You know what? I actually can't lie. I didn't know that I would be a target personally um, because I think I was just so like, I, I don't really think anybody, you, you can't be prepared for everybody's opinion all at once, um, especially because I'm somebody who didn't really grow up on social media I think I got Instagram and Snapchat for the first time like five years ago, maybe, maybe like six years ago. So, you know, I didn't have all that stuff growing up. I was like smoking weed and playing basketball after high school and stuff. I just really wasn't on social media. So when I started doing this stuff, I had no idea <laughs> that things like um, hashtag peg all men 2020 was a thing. So when I first started doing this in 2020, that was like the rounding hashtag that was like the most popular thing and that shocked me so it, it's still a shock to me um how much people like despise you I, I don't know if it's because I'm a woman or if it's just the concept of like men's issues in general I still haven't quite figured that out I think it's the concept that people just think are is so radical but I think it just adds insult to injury that I'm a woman speaking about men's issues um so I don't really think anybody can be prepared to be that type of target. Um, and yeah, I didn't mean to. So to answer why become a target, didn't mean to. Sorry, guys. Third question, how are men treated differently after breakups? That's a pretty good question. I think that differs uh, if there's children involved. I find that when there's children involved, uh, usually the mom is the one that's kind of targeted with like the hate and the assumption that she was the one who um you know like broke down the family and whatnot and I think that that's just because there's a lot of um inequality in the family courts where dads kind of are getting the short end of the stick nine times out of ten unless they have a lot of money and good lawyers which a lot of dads don't but if there's no kids involved um I find that they're treated differently in the aspect of like uh, it's almost like their masculinity is targeted. So like if, you know, the girl cheats on him or something, it's almost like, oh, how could you how could you let that happen? You weren't enough or, you know, the dick wasn't bomb enough or some stuff like that. Um, they're typically just like blamed. And I think because men are seen in society as the ones that are supposed to keep the relationship together, whereas like mothers and I say mothers because it's separate from women, mothers are the ones that are seen as, you know, they're supposed to keep, like, the home together. You know what I mean? So I think that they're just, yeah, I think that they're emasculated uh, much more than women. Women are almost, like, empowered if we, you know, break up with someone. It's like, yes, go do your glow up and stuff. But then if a guy is, like, glowing up after, he's a sociopath. So that's my opinion. Uh, fourth question. What's the worst thing a feminist has said to you upon learning that you're a men's rights advocate? Um, oh my goodness. 
You know, I don't really take much personally, to be honest. Um, I just don't. Like, I'm a pretty solid two uh, with terrible tattoos. So you can't really walk around life looking like me, giving a shit what other people think about you. I think the worst thing that I get a lot, though, is just um, either the, like, pick-me-girl comments or... Uh, like the what rights don't men have comments because to me it's like how can you have such little understanding for the world around you like I'm sure that these women have like dads brothers male best friends something like men in their life and it's like how can you be paying that little attention where it's just like inconceivable Uh, and for those that don't know what a pick me girl is it's a term that's been coined by women um, against other women who, oh, I got to get this right. It's, it's, it's so stupid. Um, okay, so a pick-me-girl is a girl who does or says things in hopes or with the intentions of getting approval by men. So basically, it's women saying that women don't have um, ability over their own autonomy and they can only think uh, for men and about men it's really misogynistic and it's really funny because usually when I get called to pick me it's usually coupled with a you're so misogynistic comment so it just makes me laugh um, that's probably the worst thing honestly is just the fact that like the suicide rate is so high men take up the majority of the global homicide rate the homeless rate um, we lose like 22 veterans a day majority male so it's just like really crazy to me how all of this stuff can go on in the world but yet people still can be like what rights don't men have as if like human rights aren't rights I really just don't get it but yeah that's that's the most hurtful um yeah that, that's about it okay last question here before we're closing it up for the for this episode um what inspired no dick that's actually a t that's a two-part question because there's what inspired the idea and then what inspired the way I say dick. You guys can thank Paul Rudd for that. Uh, I don't know what movie he was in, but he did some movie where he was like looking in the mirror and he was like giving himself a pep talk or something. Do you know what the movie's called? He's like, you could give her that dick or some shit like that. I don't know. It was so funny. Uh, you got to look it up. It's like Paul Rudd give her dick mirror I don't know pump up chat I have no idea but it, it's hilarious so Paul Rudd inspired that for me um but what inspired the idea was uh 2022 or 2020 and I'll actually um I still have the first no dick video that I ever made it's on my YouTube I have a playlist on my YouTube um, dedicated to all my no dick episodes and it's all the way there all the way at the bottom and what it was was there's it was basically like really trending in 2020 to be like um, you know if he doesn't have a job uh, don't like don't give him pussy if he you know drives a shitty car if he still lives at home just all of this stuff that was just like really stupid there was one where it's like if he if he only makes 850 an hour like just like classist really irrelevant dumb stuff that was like really really trending so I was like no 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 let's just let's just switch it up and so it started as as a joke whereas like okay you know if she lives at home no dick if she you know xyz and then it ended up turning into like 
a red flags thing, basically. So, you know, a lot of people don't really understand the purpose behind no dick. They think that it's some like manipulative withhold physical affection from your girlfriend or partner if she doesn't do what you want. Um, But that's actually not it. No dick stands for like, you know, boundaries. Um, This like isn't acceptable. Red flag. I'm not accepting this behavior. It's not really it doesn't have anything to do with, you know, not giving penis. Um, So basically, it's just what inspired it was just really toxic women putting stupid goals (laughs) And, like, expectations on men in order for them to sleep with them? I don't know. It just didn't really make any sense. And then, um, yeah, and then it just kind of transitioned into red flags from there because I don't really think there's a lot of literature, YouTube channels, all that stuff about, like, red flags for women and what type of men to stay away from. But there's really none uh, for men by women. So that's that's kind of what started it so if you haven't seen any of the no dick series you guys should definitely check it out on youtube um because it's absolutely hilarious but with that being said where am i at for time as an advocate for men what do you think of the movember movement Mm. and its goals oh that's a good one i am a huge supporter of the movember movement i uh last November for Movember, we raised $15,000. So this year, I'm shooting to raise $30,000. So all through November on my YouTube, I have a Movember donation link uh, already linked right to it. So you can donate. And uh, I really like it. I always promote it as like the only nonprofit organization that cares about men. Don't quote me on that. There may be others. I have no idea. But Movember has just like seriously been around for like as long as I can remember. It's always been a thing, even when I didn't even understand what it was. Like I didn't know why men were growing their beards and stuff. But yeah, it's good. And if you guys don't know what Movember is, um, it's a nonprofit organization for men. Um, And yeah, it focuses on men's mental health, health issues. Their website's really good. They have like advice for for single dads, uh, you know, how to connect with your kids, how to talk to your kids about tough topics, just all that stuff. They're they're super super great. Before I forget though, um, this video is actually sponsored by somebody. I'm just not used to that. Um, yeah, I'm just not used to that. So <laughs> I almost forgot, but today's video is sponsored by Alt Vapes. They're Alberta's top vape company, and they are revolutionizing vapes. They do delivery. Um, if you're within Alberta, they have a really cool recyclable recycling um, like system distribution place at all of their locations. So recycling is important. Make sure that you save the turtles. I don't actually know if any turtles will be saved in the process, um, but they are really cool. And me personally, I'm not going to lie to you guys, I smoke, um, but I am starting my journey of quitting smoking and I am going to use this company to quit and I'm probably going to vlog my journey. So you guys should uh, join me with that and check out the website. It is, It will be linked. Can you remind me what it is? Altvape.ca. Altvape.ca. I knew that. Thank you, Ben. Um, Should men go to therapy? Yes, men should definitely go to therapy. Everybody should go to therapy. Um, Just kidding. Yes, uh, I'm in therapy personally, and I'm somebody, I've always been in therapy, um, and uh, I think it's incredibly beneficial. However, um, 
there's been some studies that have been released. I think it was like in 2020 or 2021 uh, where they polled men who were in therapy and left therapy. And they asked those men why they were leaving therapy. And a lot of them said that the number one reason was because they felt like their therapist, their therapist's values and beliefs and like social beliefs conflicted with their ability to be like non-biased and be like a good therapist so breaking that down basically what that means is that like they felt like the women that they were going to see were like sexist and giving them sexist um advice that they just wouldn't give women you know they wouldn't encourage women to stay with an abusive partner whereas they may be saying to you know the dad will just hold on a little longer maybe express yourself a little bit better things like that so um, I think that kind of a reform needs to happen when it comes to, to therapists, making sure that they're screened a little better, um, especially because men and women are so differently. The way that they handle emotions are very different. And so I think that therapists should be trained, um, I think, to handle, uh, not handle, but to, you know, be therapists to men in a way that is beneficial to them where they don't feel judged just because, you know men having emotions is something that's like quite scrutinized and under the microscope as it is. How do you feel about people under 18 discovering your content on YouTube? Under the age of 18? Oh, fuck. Well, you know, I say, uh, apart from like this swear, it's not really my job to like raise other people's kids, personally. It's just not my job. However, um, I like to equate what I do, like, very similar to feminism. It basically is feminism just for men because, like, you know, OG feminism is really just about, like, breaking down the box that men and women are placed in, that they have to behave, act, look a certain way just because of what's in their pants. And that's basically what I do for men. And so um, I've actually gotten that comment quite a lot. I've had people accuse me of like grooming young men because there's like teenagers that watch my content. And to that, I've always just laughed and said like, would they say that to a feminist? Is there a certain age that little girls need to start learning about, you know, maybe the dangers around them, the stereotypes or, you know, the things that they're going to face? And the answer is no. Um, so I don't know if you don't want your children watching my content watch your children I don't know <laughs> how do you feel about being called a chameleon and what is a chameleon oh uh, I find that funny a chameleon is uh so ba basically uh, I described earlier what a pick me girl is a pick me girl is you know somebody who just you know thinks for men and just wants male attention well, men have coined a term uh, chameleon for women who talk about men's issues. And basically their idea is that these women um, just talk about men's issues basically to be like accepted by them, to use them, to get validation from them. Um, and for me personally, what other people think about me just really is none of my business. I've seen a lot of people who call me a chameleon. Uh, number one, it's very obvious that they don't watch my channel uh and number two they're under the assumption that i've watched like the red pill that i'm like a hardcore jordan peterson fan all of this stuff which is just like couldn't be further from the truth i've never watched red pill a day in my life uh from what people tell me what i do is not similar like kind of similar but like not really so i'm not really too concerned about that but at the end of the day 
um, you know, I've added a lot of ideas, new ideas, and I just added a lot into the men's rights community. Uh, I know that I've pioneered it for women to be able to go on the internet and talk about this stuff without fear of like having their whole lives attacked. So I'm just really not worried about it. I think like most people know that I'm not just doing it for attention and whatnot. And, you know, I've gotten so much heat about it that um, if I if I wasn't doing it for any other reason than just being passionate, I would have quit so long ago. So long ago. Do you consider yourself woke? Woke? Yeah, woke. Uh, okay, so that, that word... <laughs> That word gets thrown around so much. The definition of woke is is basically just like uh, being aware of social injustices. Um, I see it thrown around as like an insult a lot. It's like, what do they say? Like woke libs or something is like a term I hear a lot. Um, yes, I am aware of social injustices. Am I aware of all of them? No, because I'm not affected by all of them. So... I have no idea. I, I just hate that term so much. I think primarily because I've seen it as like an insult all the time. 